1: There's this persistent rumor that our smartphones are surveilling us.
0: That's Christo Wilson. He's an associate professor at Northeastern University in the Computer Science Department. In a few moments, we'll also hear from Eileen Pan. She's one of the co-authors of the research and a recent graduate of Northeastern University. The research we're discussing today is titled Panoptispy, characterizing audio and video exfiltration from Android applications.
1: I don't know if it's clear where this started, but I would say that this is probably a rational fear. These are very powerful devices. We know they have mics and cameras and that apps can use those sensors. And we also know that a lot of data is collected from these devices for the purposes of advertising. This is why apps are free. So the idea that the mic would be turned on or the camera would be turned on and, you know, information harvested for ad purposes, it, it seems plausible. Yeah, and I think we
0: also have these uncanny feelings that uh, with all of this ad tracking that, you know, you'll find yourself browsing for something or shopping for something, and then it seems as though that product follows you around on the Internet.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So retargeted ads, the, the kind that you're describing, that are a specific product that follows you around – They're kind of creepy, and everyone has seen this. So you decided to follow up on
0: this. Uh, Take us through, uh, what was your approach?
2: We wanted to get a lot of apps, and we also wanted to broadly cover what apps were doing in terms of different apps from different stores.
0: That's Eileen Pan.
2: We took 17,000 apps that were asking for camera and audio permissions, and then we ran automated experiments on them and collected the network traffic in order to see whether this type of media exfiltration was happening. And at the end of it, we ended up not finding audio being exfiltrated, but we did find some other stuff like screen recordings and some unexpected photo exfiltration as well.
0: Hmm. So let's dig into it some here. I mean, take me through uh, the gathering up of the devices and the types of uh, techniques you use to test them out.
1: So we have a a closet full of Android phones, that's our automated test bed. And then we go to the various app stores and we we grab the most popular applications from different categories. You know, as Eileen said, about 17,000 of them. So then one at a time, those apps get sent to a test phone and there's a program that interacts with it. So it clicks on buttons, it types on the keyboard, it tries to access different screens. And that happens for about five minutes. And in the background, we're recording everything the app is doing. So everything that is sent over the network and the recipient of all of this information. So most of the stuff that gets sent is just text. But what Eileen did is she developed a way to extract the video and audio and images that were potentially getting sent out. So anytime an app tried to send something, we would get a copy and we would know who sent it and who they were sending it to.
0: And what kind of apps are we talking about here? Does it run the gamut?
1: Yeah, so it's everything you know that's popular in the app store across every category. So all the top social networking apps, there's probably some games in there, note-taking apps, weather apps, Uber, everything that's popular in the store basically. I think
0: that many people, their focus is on Facebook specifically, that they feel as though uh, you know they've reached the conclusion that uh, Facebook is listening in on them. The story that you hear is that uh, you know, I was discussing a vacation to Hawaii, and suddenly in Facebook up popped uh, you know flights to Hawaii or uh, you know travel sites or things like that. Uh, did you look specifically
1: at Facebook? We did. But the caveat is that Facebook is easily one of the most complicated apps, probably in the entire app store. So what were you able to do and what were the conclusions that you came to? So we tested Facebook the same way we tested everybody. We automatically run it and interact with it. But for example, we didn't log in. So if Facebook only records after you've signed in, we would not have triggered that.
0: Now, did you do anything with playing audio files uh, in a room to see if those audio files got then sent out?
1: So they were sitting in a room and there was some ambient activity. We also kind of preloaded the phones with content. So there were images, videos and audio clips already kind of sitting there. And we were waiting to see if the app would notice those and try to send those as well. And so when you're
0: looking at the phones and the kinds of things that they're sending back, what specifically was was being trafficked?
2: So in terms of all traffic, we saw a lot of text, as mentioned before. But with media specifically, we saw some photos and videos and a lot of the photos, they were intentionally sent. So it was part of the app's purpose to send these pictures home based on like sharing or other intentional activity in the app but we manually validated all the media that was sent out to ensure the ones that we claimed were leaks were actually leaks.
1: So, For example, there, there was a small number of apps that say they do photo editing and the assumption from a user would be that this is local, right? You edit the the photo and add filters on your phone, but actually what they're doing is they take the image and send it to a server. The processing is done remotely and then they send you the result back this was either not disclosed or it was buried deep in a privacy policy where no person would ever see it.
2: In addition to that, some of them don't have indication that they're using any type of internet services. So like social media sharing or posting on a feed. And so it's really reasonable to expect that the user would have no idea that the photo is leaving their device. And we also found some that were not encrypted over the internet. So eavesdroppers could basically take a look at the network and see other people's pictures.
1: The other disturbing case study we found was this library that's targeted for developers to help debug their apps. So this library was essentially doing screen recording. So you would open an app, everything you did in that app would be streamed to a third party for analytics and debugging purposes. But this is of course not disclosed to the user there's no indication that everything on the screen is being recorded and sent. Um, you know, it's, it's equivalent to essentially someone looking over your shoulder and watching everything you do in this app.
0: Hmm. Now, were there any examples where the apps were clearly up to no good, that, that there was foul play going on?
1: I would say no. We were initially sort of concerned that we were going to find really malicious apps, things that were spying on people, really invasive kinds of recording like people have found in the past with things like silver push and we really didn't see that you know there were these kind of omissions where the app could have been clearer about its design and then there was the screen recording which you know if i'm being honest there's legitimate reasons why a developer would want some of that information to help debug Mm-hmm. But again, it's it's creepy that it's not being disclosed, and it shouldn't be happening to everyone all the time.
0: So we often hear about, uh, you know, I think the common example is like a flashlight app that uh, when you install it, it asks for permission to use your microphone and your camera and access all of your data and all of your contacts. And, you know, the joke is, well, why would a flashlight app need to know all those sorts of things? But you did not run into that sort of thing where, for example, a flashlight app would be you know, sending all of your personal information to a
1: server halfway around the world? So there are definitely apps that are over-provisioned, right? The flashlight that asks for every conceivable data source on your phone. But you're right, that flashlight and the other apps in our data set, we did not see them engaging the camera or the the mic in a way that a user would, would not be expecting, you know, just to surveil them.
0: Now, the work that you did, uh, you were looking at Android only. Was there any look into
1: anything on iOS? So iOS is unfortunately complicated. We we did not look at iOS. It's just much harder to do the kind of testing because it's not open source and it's very locked down. But that said, the capabilities you know for the things that we saw, those capabilities are also available in iOS. So for example, the library we found that was recording the screen, there's a version of that library for iOS. So these things are almost certainly happening there on iPhone as well.
0: Right. So you're able to extrapolate the likelihood that these sorts of things are happening on on that side as
1: well. Exactly.
0: So what is the future here for you? you, The conclusions that you've come to and uh, where where do you go from here?
1: So one direction that we're definitely focused on is IoT. Very similar set of concerns that you have this microphone sitting in your living room or a smart TV, right? And it's it's watching you and listening to you. And do you really know where that data is going? Do you really know when it's listening? These are very legitimate concerns. We essentially have a studio apartment in our lab space. That's an IoT lab. It's just full of devices. And then we have you know boxes more after Prime Day coming. <laughs> So we're going to be looking at those very closely to see how they're recording, how they interact with each other, where that data is going, because that's that's the frontier.
0: So for folks in terms of protecting themselves, uh, what are your
1: recommendations? Yeah, so this is a, a tricky question because you have limited ability to stop apps from doing things once they're installed. I guess the the high level advice is just think twice before you install apps. Do you really need best, brightest flashlight? Because anytime you install these apps and grant them permission, even if the app itself isn't malicious, it can come with third party code that that may be.
0: Do you understand this impulse that people have, this reaction, this sense that they feel as though their phones are listening to them, even if they might not be?
1: Oh, absolutely. It doesn't help that companies like Facebook have these patent applications for systems that would do exactly this. And there have been cases in the past where apps were caught turning the mic on and surveilling without the user's consent or knowledge. An ad company called Silverpush was doing this. There was a recent case where a soccer app was engaging the mic to see if the user was around an illegal broadcast of a game. So these concerns are valid. Plus, you then have the targeted advertising issue, which is very creepy. And, you know, the phone is always there. So when you talk about a vacation to Hawaii and then you get that ad for Hawaii, it doesn't seem like a coincidence. Right. It's very easy to, to infer that something happened.
0: Even though it, it may not have happened the way that you're sort of
1: connecting the dots in your mind. Yeah. So one thing to think about is, is audio transcription technology really that accurate? Hmm. You know, for anyone who's used Siri or Google Assistant. I think we we all get the sense that they're not really that great yet. Mm-hmm. So the idea that the easiest way to get your data would be to surveil your audio, that's a bit of a stretch. The other thing is that we we don't really realize how much data we give away routinely just through our actions online. Every time you're searching, every time you're browsing, every time you're clicking, all of that's being collected and then put through machine learning algorithms to infer things about you. If you're going on travel sites or you're searching for day trips in Hawaii, it's it's not hard to infer your interest in, you know, Hawaiian plane flights. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. And even tracking your, your location, you know, an app like Facebook knows where you are and what events you might be interested in and your other friends and your friends list who are at the same place at the same time. There's certainly a lot of things that uh, they can put together without needing to listen to you.
1: Absolutely. You may not be the one doing the searches for vacations, let's say, but if your friend is or your partner is, it's so easy to connect that to you.
0: What's the bottom line here? For those who are out there uh, with these concerns that uh, primarily Facebook and and many of the other apps may be listening to them, do you say uh, maybe not such a big concern?
1: So I would say that right now, this is not as big a concern as people think. The idea that you're constantly being surveilled by your phone is probably not true. Now, that doesn't mean there won't be apps in the future or, or corner cases where apps are malicious and this happens, but... In general, sort of writ large, there's other things you should be more concerned about. Eileen, what's your take
0: on this? What conclusions did you have?
2: Yeah, I definitely feel the same way that there is just a lot of ways that companies track us other than the microphone. And in that way, I just feel like I should be more mindful of my activity online or just how I'm being tracked in those ways and not as specifically concerned about my phone listening to me, but just being aware of my privacy as a whole.
1: One thing that's worth mentioning is, you know, in cases where we did find apps that were not disclosing things, right, we we did responsible disclosure to those companies. We also responsibly disclosed all of this to Google. So Google issued a statement saying that they've taken, you know, appropriate action against some of these apps specifically ones that were recording the screen. Hmm. So this was a case where some direct good came out of the research.
0: Our thanks to Krista Wilson and Eileen Pan from Northeastern University. The research is titled Panoptispy, Characterizing Audio and Video Exfiltration from Android Applications. We'll have a link in the show notes of this episode.